0: Josh Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: It is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show, and you know what it is. You know what today is. Today is uh, Breakfast Hispanics Day. Uh, Breakfast Hispanics Tuesday, I should say. It's Taco Tuesday, so that is, uh, 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 what was it, Uh, about a week ago, wasn't it? The first lady of the United States said that uh, Hispanics are like breakfast tacos. They're very diverse. So today is uh, Breakfast Hispanics Tuesday. Enjoy it, everybody. And who doesn't like tacos? Seriously, I could eat tacos right now. If I had some tacos right now, I would eat those tacos. So to also, uh, something else you need to know. Today is the, uh, well, I guess we're well into the summer of rage. We're going to experience a summer of rage. And it's interesting because the left in this country is very definitely trying to set fire to the country like they did in 2020. 2020. But it's not catching fire. Uh, their matches are wet this summer, apparently. I mean, they've been doing their level best, right? They've been doing their level best. They did, let me see, in Akron, Ohio, they had the 25 uh, year old Jalen Walker, who was uh, shot 60 times by police after uh, leading police on a chase and having a gun and reaching for his waistband and the whole deal. And they tried to set fire to uh, Akron, Ohio, and it didn't catch fire did not uh, did the, the matches were wet apparently the accelerant was no longer there somebody filled up the molotov cocktails with urine they mixed it up apparently cuz usually with Antifa and black lives matter protests they hurl molotov cocktails and bottles of frozen urine at the police so i'm thinking what they did is they they accidentally put the uh, the urine in the molotov cocktails <laughs> Son of a gun, and we threw some frozen gasoline at police, which is really hard to do, I would think, to try to freeze gasoline. Then, and then of course, what else? What was the other one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, police officer who shot this guy in Minneapolis after Andrew Teckel Sunberg. He's a 20-year-old dude and apparently uh, went after the neighbors, shot through the neighbor's door the whole deal, was standing out on the balcony of the house threatening everybody, and the police said, you know what? Uh, He's going to hurt somebody, so let's just go ahead and shoot him. They tried to set fire to Minneapolis again, but there's nothing left to burn. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like maybe like charcoal. You buy the real charcoal that's actually made from wood that's been burned. Doesn't work so well as when it's your liquor store, though. So uh, the matches apparently are barely wet this summer. They're trying everything they can. To, uh, to ignite some sort of fire. Uh, you've got the uh, the Summer of Rage because of Roe v. Wade. That's petering out, although they've done their level best in places like uh, Washington, D.C., where three churches were uh, set fire to, kind of like they did in 2020 during the summer, the church right across from the White House when Donald Trump had to go into the bunker. You know, so they've been trying that, and it's, it's petering out. It's not working. The matches are wet. Summer of Rage. Plus, also, I don't think some of that George Soros money might have dried up. Might have dried up a little bit. Because they were paying uh, protesters in the summer of 2020 to do all this stuff. They are paying protesters in places like Portland, which has become a dystopian hell on earth, like Sacramento. We'll get to all of that later. It is it is remarkable what Democrat cities have done. And maybe people are just kind of sick and tired of their crap, to be quite honest. Maybe maybe there's a little more important stuff out there, I don't know, like being able to pay for food. Eh, that might be a little part of it. Yeah, might be just a little part of that. But you know what? We're told today that uh, the White House is saying that there's no danger of a recession. There is no danger of a recession whatsoever. Everything is perfectly fine. What are you talking about, recession? Like, what, where would you get the idea of a recession from this economy? How could it possibly be? That the same people, uh, you know, who are telling you that there's not going to be a recession this summer also said this about uh, inflation last summer.
2: I really doubt that we're going to see an inflationary cycle. <sighs> Most economic al- analysts believe that it will have a temporary or transitory.
1: May of last year. Yeah. Faster than
3: expected. increase in ah, some of those mm-hmm. prices is actually a good sign. The
1: overwhelming consensus is going
4: to pop up
3: a
1: little
4: bit and then go back down. No one's talking about this
1: great, great thing. But let's not talk about waking up next to your wife. <laughs>
4: this
5: is something that will uh, settle down. Right. Transitory. Transitory.
4: Transitory. And the Transitory. data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected and expect it to be... Yeah, this,
1: here's what you do the next time you go to Walmart. Just gonna, uh, take your thumb and kind of wet it and just smear it right across those prices there because those prices will immediately come down because this inflation is transitory. There's nobody it's suggesting... It. It. Mm. It's, it's highly unlikely. unlikely. That's going to be long... hamburger's still $7 a pound. From inflation is going to get out of hand. I don't know oh.
4: anybody... Where's the
1: baby formula. Anybody seen any baby formula? i want to wipe the price. Oh, we don't have any. Never mind. worried about... Inflation
2: over the last couple of months.
1: Well, then I'm going over to the feminine products aisle and I'm going to wipe the price. Oh, we're out of those too. Well, never mind.
2: Uh, we actually saw it trended downward.
3: President Biden's Down. chief of staff, Ron Klain, enthusiastically retweeted an economist who had said in part, "Most of the economic problems we're facing: inflation, supply chains, etc." Are high class problems
1: now? All you have to do, if you are facing higher prices and the possibility of recession, which isn't going to happen because they're doing such a bang up job, is do what they do at the White House, and that is simply take uh, each of your index fingers. If you have both of them, I don't want to be uh, fingerist here. You know, maybe some of you don't have uh, two index fingers, so I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, take that away from you. Okay, that's not a word. Anyway, take uh, both of your index fingers, if you would, and place them very carefully in either of your ears and then think of your favorite song think of your favorite song um uh like happy birthday and just and hum it. hum, nah, hum lum, 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 lum lum. see inflation goes away and it's all uh, it's all over that's all you have to do is when you go to the grocery store just do like they do in washington dc and stick your index fingers in your ears and then uh and then just uh, you know it'll go away it'll go away uh you know Despite the fact that you know everything is pretty crappy, here's CNN. Actually, uh, Do you realize Joe Biden has the lowest approval rating of any president on record? Seriously,
6: showed his overall job approval rating a bit earlier. Here it is again: the thirty. Don't worry, it's
1: just transitory.
6: Eight percent approve, sixty-two percent disapprove. This is a numeric low mark for the president in CNN polling, but he's been in this low range. Which is... that's
1: because he's. Um... What the heck? There's a scientific term for it.
6: Um, uh, oh, yeah, he sucks. A big warning sign, of course, for his party. Uh, but I would also note Republicans and independents have yeah. stayed pretty consistent. One of the reasons his numbers have gone down a bit, Jake, is because he's losing support among his fellow Democrats. Then we asked folks, how about, how's he doing on a series of issues?
1: <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say to you fellow Democrats who uh, helped to uh, elect this man illegally uh, that uh, this is on you. So no amount of you suddenly disapproving of uh, Joe Biden's performance is uh, is going to make a darn bit of difference because this is on you.
6: 46% approval on the situation in Ukraine, 39% approval on immigration. But take a look at these numbers here. Yeah, what On that? the economy, yeah. he's at 30% approval. Below his overall approval. Who the hell
1: is approving of this economy? Unless you're like a Kardashian. Maybe you're a Kardashian and you're trying to decide. Like, I think I saw a video the other day of, uh, of Khloe Kardashian. He and her, she and her boyfriend were debating which uh, private jet they should take, hers or his. And they ultimately, I think, took hers for a 12-minute flight. So I'm thinking that they think the economy's doing just fine.
6: And on inflation... Only 25% of respondents approve of how the president is tackling what is the most pressing issue by far, people say, in terms of the economy's impacting their families.
1: No, no, no. It's climate change. <laughs> you, you stupid people. Don't you realize that it's it's climate change because, you know, the weather where you are may be normal, but in Europe it's hot. In Just in Europe, that area of Europe. So I guess God or the planet just decided to make Europe hot. Uh, and it's been kind of warm here, but really not out of the question for the Midwest. It generally, I know this is gonna come as a shock to you in the Midwest uh, in the summer, it gets hot. Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. In fact in and you're gonna this is gonna be a surprise to you in most places where the experience summer, it's going to be hot, and occasionally it's going to be a little bit hotter than it has been in the past, and occasionally it might even set a record for high. you know what? but guess what uh, the planet's been around if you believe uh, what the scientists say the planet's been around five and a half billion years, and uh, we right now on the if you took the timeline of the entire earth you know from when uh, it was nice and warm and everything the dinosaurs lived and then uh, a bunch of cavemen got SUVs and uh, i guess heated up the atmosphere or something or caused an uh, ice age or, but anyway it was our fault certainly back millions and millions and millions of years ago but uh, we are on the grand scheme of things if you took up the 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 timeline of the entire earth uh, we are an eyelash laying on a yardstick that's uh, Five thousand miles long. That's how. So uh, our records of how hot and cold it's been, literally maybe the last sixty years, reliably. And suddenly we find it's hotter than it might have been in one place sixty years ago. Oh my God! It's climate change. No, no, no. It just kind of happens. So I mean, good luck with that—that that climate change. Good luck with the racial strife, and good luck with that January Six Committee. Because honestly, all of it means precisely D word for Richard. When it comes to filling up your tank or going to the grocery store and trying to feed your family, and uh, and things are uh, awful. I went to I went to a store the other day, and it's a it's a chain and it's normally a little expensive, right? But they've resorted to saying that things actually cost a whole lot more, but they're giving you a great deal. Like I saw Honeycrisp apples. Now, those of you who like apples like I do, you know that Honeycrisp apples are the deal. I mean, they are. Really good apple. They made me eat apples again. I eat an apple every night because honey crisp apples are as good as a bowl of ice cream. I swear to God. So I go there and normally if you can get honey crisp apples under two dollars a pound, you are doing I mean you're living large. $299 is what they normally are. But this year they were on sale at this store for $3.99 a pound, and that was off the regular price, which apparently happened in the last week, of $4.99 a pound. And it was like that through the whole damn store. Everything said, oh, yeah, we're a dollar off, even though it's a dollar higher than it was last week. So uh, try to set the world on fire. Your matches are wet. It doesn't matter. When people are worried about uh, feeding themselves, making a living, uh, getting formula for their babies, a uh, possibility of a war that we shouldn't be involved in, uh, this nonsense about a war between Russia and Ukraine that we suddenly decided we need to send them $50 billion for, even that's bigger than their GDP, but we had to send them some money over there because, you know, uh, it's the most corrupt, one of the most corrupt uh, countries in the world, but that's important. Now, none of none of that is important. All that matters right now is prices... Schools, peace and prosperity, enough of this nonsense. This nonsense like CRT, this nonsense like telling uh, four-year-olds that they're the wrong sex, all of this nonsense pales by comparison to feeding yourself and keeping the country free. The borders and other crisis, we're told, don't pay any attention to that, it's no big deal. Again, nothing else matters. Our sovereignty, our safety, our families, feeding ourselves, making a living, having a job, that's what matters. Try to set the world on fire with your wet matches. It's not going to work. But chances are uh, you're going to get another fire and it's going to be coming from the other side. Now, we've got a ton of stuff to get to on the show, including, oh, 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 AOC, and I said this a week ago, I said AOC is t- telling everybody in the world that uh, January 6th is an inside job, and I said that, literally, pundits would start talking about this at least a few days later. Well, it took a week. I will share that. We've got your phone calls as well, 800 This, my friends, is a red-hot edition of the Rob Carson Show on a Tuesday. Don't go anywhere.
0: snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day it's the rob carson show
1: all right so uh coming up on the show we've got to uh, dick morris dick morris is going to join us to talk about uh, donald trump running for president in 2024 and I, uh, I posited this yesterday. I said that, uh, you know, you're seeing these ads by Christine Gnome, and you're uh, seeing all these uh, people step to the fore as far as the uh, Republican Party are concerned. There's a lot of debate about Ron DeSantis, a lot of polling with Ron DeSantis. One poll will say, oh, yeah, Ron DeSantis has passed Donald Trump. and No, he hasn't really, by and large. No, he's still way behind, actually. And, that, and that's cool. You know, he'll have his place in the sun. But I think what's happening, actually, is that uh, many Republicans are right now actively engaged in running for vice president. And I will, uh, I'll ask Dick about this when he's on the show a little bit later on in the uh, in the show. Can Biden's polls get any worse? Approval is uh, 38%. Yeah, right. Whatever. <clears throat> anyway, 25% saying he's doing a, a good job on the inflation. So this is from uh, CNN and SSRS. Uh, uh, 1,459 people across the country. Uh, Joe Biden has the highest disapproval and lowest approval rating of his uh, time at the White House so far. Uh, The majority of Americans also disapprove, uh, disapprove of his handling of immigration, which is a joke, and he should be tried I am absolutely 100% serious, impeached for the southern border. And uh, by, you could take your uh, DHS secretary, Mayorkas, with you as well. Russia's war on Ukraine and the economy, and most think he's not focused on big issues. You know, like uh, being able to feed himself. I think, right now is probably a, a big issue. And yesterday, Peter Ducey asked uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre about uh, Joe Biden's uh, trip to the Middle East, which was supposed to be, I guess, historic in some way, shape, or form, but ended up just being a giant uh, turd on a stick, essentially. It's best analogy I could come up with. But anyway, um, he uh, he went over to uh, uh, to, uh, to Israel, I guess, to affirm that somehow we're still a friend of Israel, even though we're in bed with Iran, and Iran has got enough nuclear material to build an atom bomb. Uh, but, you know, he he went through the motions and uh, signed some sort of an accord, that's worthless, and then uh, went over to Saudi Arabia to, uh, you know, to... Um perform some sort of uh, act of gratification on the crown prince to get more oil. And none of that happened. None of that happened at all. So the obvious question was, what the hell was the purpose of the trip? And here's uh, here's Peter Doocy asking, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Uh, what the hell was the purpose of the trip?
3: But so ultimately, we get back from this trip. There's no new peace talks in the Middle East. There's no new commitment to increase oil production
1: in the Gulf. So what was the point of this trip?
7: I just read out earlier, uh, Peter, of all the things that had occurred. Uh, that we, some of the, um, uh, uh, the do-outs or the some of the things that uh, we were able to get.
1: The, the do-outs, you know, we do the do-outs over there.
7: Done, uh, during this trip. Look, I want to let's step back for a second and talk about um, what the President was trying to do on this trip. If you look at this region, the Middle East, it's a critical uh, region.
1: Okay, uh, she said nothing so far, not a darn thing.
7: Uh, the president his intent was to make sure that there was not a vacuum uh, in the. region.
1: His intent was to assure there's not a vacuum in the region. That was his intent. Well, you know what, my intent today is to make a million dollars. Uh, Not going to happen so that you didn't have China and
7: Russia stepping in, trying to
1: unless I get that new contract, which uh, not going to happen.
7: Fill uh, that vacuum. And so it's important uh, for for the United States uh, to to make sure uh, that we're having those conversations, uh, direct leader uh, to leader conversations uh, and that we uh, or you just
1: do a Zoom call.
7: Uh, And that we talk about our national security, we talk about food security, we talk about climate change. Yeah,
1: you you talked about all three of them, and you're doing precisely D-word for Richard on all of those fronts, except for the climate change thing, which is a lie. You're uh, actually going to double down on that. I'll get to that shortly.
7: All are issues that are important uh, to the American family. And so as, as it relates to the oil production talked about and jared talked about what opec opec plus did early in opec
1: plus stop it it's the new and improved opec
7: june uh, we are we are confident that we will we will be able to measure uh, how the success of of those conversations that the president had in the next several weeks
1: what the hell did she just say oh yeah nothing oh here she is talking about the uh, crown prince of uh, saudi arabia who ordered the murder of a washington post reporter khashoggi had him dismembered uh here she is uh, being asked if uh, the president still believes the crown prince was a pariah
7: does the president now he's back from
5: from saudi arabia does the president still believe that saudi arabia and the crown prince should be considered uh, a pariah or uh, did this trip change his view about that
1: so, well, he did uh, order the murder of a journalist, but other than that, he's a really nice guy. If you if you went to his house and you wanted to borrow a leaf blower, he'd say sure.
7: As you heard from the president again on Friday, he made. Hey, I got a
1: cup of sugar. I'm making some brownies over here. Very
7: clear that um, how he how, that he made his views very clear. Uh, to... Here
1: she goes again. She's not going to say anything. Pay attention, kids. To uh, the crown prince.
7: Uh, on that, uh, uh, during that Bilat meeting, and he
1: even it's a bilat meeting.
7: said it would be, you got
1: OPEC plus in the Bilat meeting.
7: Consistent, right, for a president of the United States <laughs> uh, not to uh, speak of our God. values, uh, not to uh, um, not to talk about human rights.
1: That's uh, the verbal equivalent of somebody falling down, you know, and, 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 and hitting their head.
7: Uh, and it would be inconsistent, uh, to be quite frank, of Joe Biden not to do that. We so,
1: come back in about five minutes. You'll still be saying this.
7: He was very clear uh, about where.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Honestly, you lost me about five minutes ago. Uh, Coming up, um, yeah, Jan 6th, inside job. AOC said it. The media started repeating it yesterday. I said it last week. Stick around.
7: That. So he was very clear well, that is, uh, uh, about, where, uh, Jean-Pierre, about where he uh, stood. About, she's
1: uh, still uh, talking disease, this morning, uh, actually.
7: Death, murder. He, he still trying to answer the question yet? About the president's visit to Saudi Arabia. Senate. Senate. Uh, you know, they, still hasn't has said anything. It's been uh, 18 been hours been since cool she started about talking. That, uh, about, about, um, about where he stands on the comments he made Yeah, pretty
1: much nothing happened. Here's Jim Gossett, by the way. Summarizing.
8: Things aren't swell. Oh, heck. They're not great. Not I want to hear. We may have a collapse at this rate. <laughs> Joe has failed,
1: <laughs> failed and
8: how. Biden is coming up empty.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
8: Joe's too old. Joe's too old. Hey. He's bill back bad as a Joe. Should resign to it now. Please. Biden is coming up empty <laughs> Inflation swells yeah, Watch man. it grow We are going to hell under Joe He has lost It's clear to see What a cause To you and me Take the Congress Back in 22 Mr. Biden
1: Just being hard on the president here. Yeah, a CNN poll released yesterday revealed 75% of registered voters believe expenses and the cost of living are the biggest economic problem facing families today. Well, what's that expression? It has Sherlock in it. It starts with no. I don't know. Total number of respondents who said uh, expenses, cost of living, inflation, rising costs were the highest bracket. Uh, inflation thirty. Oh, I just got a text from my wife this morning. Hold on. Listen to this. This is great. Hold on. It says here, uh, this time last year, our utility bill was $225 for the month of uh, July and then uh, for the month of June, 197 And she wrote me this morning and said, uh, our electric bill for July is $443. Then there's an exclamation point there. So, yeah, that, that happened, I guess. She says, I'll uh, I'll turn up the, uh, the thermostat. And I said, yeah, probably be a good idea. Yeah, She said, not sure if the cost of energy has gone up from last year. My God, woman, will you listen to my show? <laughs> I just i time teasing her. Well, there you go. Uh, it's official. Rob Carson's energy bill for his home has gone up uh, by more than 50, more than 100%. More than 100%, yeah. Uh, people are concerned about the uh, inflation, the rising cost, 38%. Gas and energy, 29%. Cost of food, 18%. Uh, yeah, um, cost of living, 7%. Okay. Hey, there you go. Oh, and two-thirds of American cutting back on uh, restaurants and movies. But, you know, see, Barack Obama said years ago, we're not going to be able to eat what we want. We're not going to be able to drive the big SUVs we want. He said that literally back in about 2008. I mean, he can. He can live in his beachfront properties despite, uh, you know, ocean levels rising. He's got two houses worth thirty million million, one one in Martha's Vineyard and one in Hawaii. But you and I, I mean, honestly, we're, we've been living a little large, you know. People are increasingly uh, skipping Friday night treats like movies and restaurants as inflation bites into paychecks. And honestly, you should not be living like that. That is too. That is way too rich. There are people in Zimbabwe. We need to be, like, right even with Zimbabwe. That's Or Venezuela. That's where we need to be. And that's what Democrats are, are wanting, and they're achieving it. Four in ten are spending less on groceries, even cutting back on staples like bread, milk, and eggs. Uh huh. One family um, friendly uh, fist bump with Saudi Petro Royal Mohammed bin Salman it did not immediately lead to boosted oil supply. By the way, Mark uh, Storty from Avoca, Wisconsin, and his household has a, f- a fixed income of about fifty grand, and uh, they're spending about forty five hundred dollars a year more than in twenty twenty one mostly due to rising energy, gas, and, and food prices. It says when you live in a rural community and you see the impact on farm families or retirees firsthand, it makes you angry and disappointed. $4,500 <laughs> when your when uh, annual income is 50 grand. I've said this. Your, your take-home is going to be about 38. So every two weeks, you're going to be bringing home about, what, $2,100? Uh, and $4,500 a year out of that is a pretty big deal. Ken Powell, suburbs, suburbs of uh, Chicago, Illinois, said he was, he's now buying uh, groceries in bulk. Family members were sitting at home in the dark and without air conditioning in the summer due to high energy costs. Many in our family could no longer visit one another in order to reduce fuel prices. Well, <laughs> summer 2020, they just stopped you from seeing your relatives because, you know, COVID. You go die in a nursing home by yourself. Now you just can't afford to drive there. Meanwhile, more than a third of Americans skipping visits to the dentist as inflation eats into savings, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, leading to painful delays in treating everything from abscesses to achy wisdom teeth. Two years ago, you couldn't get, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever exam you needed because, you know, it was unnecessary. You weren't going in for, you know, preventative maintenance on your body because, you know, COVID and all that. Respondents had a deeply pessimistic outlook on the economy. Fifty-two percent saying it would get worse by the end of the year. Sixty percent projecting recession. But then, you know, the Biden administration saying that's not going to That's not going to happen today. Family of five in Maryland is whether well, they're having their uh, primary today, Republican primary today. Go Dan Cox. Go Dan Cox. Uh, family of five in Maryland canceled their pizza parlor pizza parlor outings. And who doesn't want to go to a pizza parlor? When the hell was the last time you said, let's go to a pizza parlor? Are you going to get your nails done? Anyway, pizza parlor outings. New Jersey couple missed their monthly filet mignon treat. You know, because honestly, you can't be eating filet. You can't. Nancy Pelosi can eat $12 a pint ice cream out of a $24,000 freezer, but, you know, she's she's the ruling class. Idaho family of four planning uh, uh, to rear chickens and they are leaving their SUV idling in the driveway. Well, they're not leaving it idling. They just it's sitting in the driveway and they're not driving it. Jennifer Lebrun, 56 of Bellevue, Idaho, who works with special needs children and husband Tyler Peterson, 51, a, a farrier, a farrier. I believe that means he horse he, he shoes horses. Uh, Used to enjoy driving their twin 18-year-old daughters, uh, Devon and Grace, around the region for softball matches. Softball matches? Well, who the hell wrote this? Pizza parlor and softball matches. Oh, it's from the UK Daily Mail. Never mind. The morning, vacation trips came to an end when the cost of a full tank shot up from $70 to $160. Uh, their house, their household income is between $50,000 and $100,000 a year. $100,000 a year don't sound like a whole lot, does it? No, no, no. Groceries used to cost $100 a week. A recent haul, just uh, two days, uh, supplies is $170. Uh, even driving 60 miles, the nearest Costco to load up on more affordable produce stopped making sense due to gas prices. Even by avoiding meat and poultry, that's what they want, by the way. They want you to eat less. They want you to eat no meat. They want you to eat bugs. I mean, seriously, that's what socialists want you to do. That's what communists want you to do. I wish I were kidding, but they don't. They want us to be Venezuela. They want us to be Cuba. Right now, the grocery stores look like Venezuela. And the car dealerships and your driveway looks like Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. Even by avoiding meat and poultry, weekly grocery bills of two hundred fifty dollars have risen to well over three hundred dollars. Filling the tank a shot up from forty-five to seventy. No, 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 no. Mine have gone up from thirty-four to ninety-four. Yeah, yeah. Restaurants are adding inflation fees to your tab. Huh. It's normal. These things are normal. Yeah, restaurants adding an inflation fee. Uh, A Virginia eatery is charging uh, customers 3.5% extra to cope with rising food prices. Sunset Grill owner Leslie Whitney uh, said she and her husband thought long and hard before charging customers a 3.5% inflation fee in order to cope with widespread economic pain. National restaurant chain uh, Marconi, or Marconi, I'm thinking of the guy who invented radio, Macaroni Grill. Also added a temporary two dollar fee to guests. Get the chicken, Brian. I love the chicken, Brian. I used to have a friend named Brian, and we'd go there. and His favorite thing was the chicken, Brian. It wasn't because it was named Chicken Brian. It's because it's really good. It's got goat cheese and sun dried tomatoes, and it's really delicious. Uh, anyway, while Ohio franchisee Submarine House, Submarine House, <laughs> Submarine House <laughs> attempted to introduce an inflation fee, but removed it due to negative feedback. And you remember that $5 foot long at Subway? I'm not thinking they have a $5 foot long anymore. Oh, my gosh! And Andy and James Rosen from Newsmax yesterday was talking to White House advisor Jared Bernstein yesterday about gas prices. Uh, James Rosen is a new new addition to the uh, the crew at Newsmax, which is just blowing up, man. I'm just kicking butt nationally. Here's, uh, here's James Rosen talking to uh, Jared Bernstein about rising gas prices, and Jared Bernstein trying to deliver a word salad à uh, la Car it both
0: ways, Jared, because when the gas prices go up, it's got nothing to do with the president. When we see some decline,
9: you want him to get the credit.
1: Uh, yeah, so when gas prices go up, it is Vladimir Putin's fault. When they come down, it is Joe Biden's fault.
9: Look, I think that uh, that, that uh, it, 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 there's there's no both way thinking here at all. I think oh that, uh, bull
1: crap. Uh, or you know, since today is uh, Hispanic uh, Breakfast Hispanic Day, uh, L. Toro Crepo. Uh, there has been uh, a
9: consistent, uh, uh, I think, pressure on, on this White House to try to do everything it could to ameliorate inflationary pressures, and the president has reacted uh, from the beginning, talking about how this was such an important priority uh, to... That he almost
1: interrupted his nap today.
9: Uh, 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 alethi- almost, almost. ...these pressures on behalf of the American people. So what did he do? He put his head down and got to work and got us to work. <laughs> Yeah, he did. Sure he did. ...work to do everything we could to achieve that goal. He th- and he's failed completely. then presided over the largest historical release of uh, barrels of oil from the Strategic Reserve. Yes. And one million barrels of it went to freaking China. 180 million barrels. Then he talked to global partners to get them to kick in uh, another city. 60- yeah, he went
1: over to Saudi Arabia and they told him to pound sand, which is easy to do in Saudi Arabia. I mean, literally, just open your front door. million. There you go. Here's a little bit more from uh, Jared Bernstein when, uh, when uh, asked by, uh, by James Rosen about gas.
9: Uh, so he... It was Putin's fault. When they're coming down, he gets the credit. Yeah, I very much disagree with that framing. I think what Okay, we already here... heard
1: that. We don't need to hear it again. I've had enough Bernstein for the day. But, uh, you know, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. That's really hard to believe. I'm looking at the text again. And, and i got to tell you, I'm, I'm a little surprised that anybody is surprised that our uh, gas bill would go up from $225 last summer, <laughs> this month, 197 last month, and this month $443 at the Carson household. Unbelievable. And you know what? Last year, if the gas price had been $443 a month, this was before the syndicated radio program, uh, and I'm not saying we're wealthy by any means. By the way, the three vehicles we had ever in, our, in our driveway, the combined age is actually higher than Nancy Pelosi. Uh, last year would have been a real problem. This year, we're getting by. But I have a real funny feeling most of you, a good share of you, are not. Man, I'm just so tired of this, are you? Coming up, uh, families are despairing as Pete Buttigieg has got his head down just like Joe Biden, that sounded weird, had his head down just like Joe Biden, focusing laser, focused on the problem of the supply chain, and um, the baby formula shortage has gotten worse. We'll share that story coming up. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: Dissent is not disinformation. It's The Rob Carson Show.
1: If you want to check out the podcast of the show, it is the entire show now. It's called The Rob Carson Show Podcast. It is uh, about two hours, two hours long in the entire show. We tied it up a little bit, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts for all of the uh, the digital platforms. Uh, Joe Biden may call for a national climate emergency this week in the wake of his Build Back Better plan imploding, by the way. I just mentioned to you that our gas bill, our electric bill here at the House is uh, now uh, effectively $443. Uh, Yeah. Uh, $443 used to be uh, 225 last year. Now it's 443 gone up 100% with Joe Biden in the, uh, in the office. And my wife just wrote me back. It just sucks. Can you imagine how much it would be if we still lived in our house in Overland Park, Kansas, which is a big old rental that was terribly energy inefficient? Right now it costs $443 a month to uh, have the electric on in our 1,700-square-foot uh, <clears throat> fixer-upper. It's how much it costs every month, and then the grocery bill. The grocery bill used to be, I think, the last time I went to Costco, uh, it's three hundred sixty dollars. It's normally two hundred and fifty, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, a lot of things off the menu and all that. But here's a Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden. He wants to. He wants to double down on green energy and the new Green Deal. Man, he really wants. He's really poking the pit bull, isn't he? President Joe Biden may call for the national climate emergency. The close of last week, moderate, moderate uh, Senator Joe Manchin refused to go forward with the party's economic package, citing its uh, climate and energy programs as well as raising taxes on wealthy Americans. As the New York Times reported, Manchin effectively shattered Biden's ambitious climate agenda, which aimed to be the largest single federal investment in American history uh, toward addressing the toll of climate change. Now, they tried this in the Netherlands. It's done a complete face plant. They've done it in Sri Lanka. The president had to escape And they're going to try and do it here. Here is uh, President Doofy talking about climate change.
4: So far this year, nationwide, there are 44,000 wildfires that have burned nearly 5.6 million acres. That's enough. That's the size of the entire state of New Jersey.
1: (laughs) Burned flat. (laughs) I always hear from people like, well, yeah, in California, they got wildfires and uh, and they got uh, no rain. Well, I'm like... uh, yeah, it's freaking California, all right. I mean, it, it literally. L.A. is a desert on the ocean. It's a desert. So's like uh, uh, you know, any town in Nevada. Billions of dollars in damage, and of course, tens
4: of thousands of people to evacuate their homes and businesses. And even if it's not in your backyard, you feel the effects, as you mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, even if it's not your backyard.
4: Turn on the local weather. Yeah, because
1: some some places in the world there's going to be extreme weather. It's going to be hot or it's going to be cold. Somewhere in the world it's going to. But the left is going to use that to uh, to go after climate change. To, to tie what the temperature is. And yeah, whatever. Here's a Brian Deese. He's an economic advisor talking about uh, Joe Biden ready to
3: double down on climate failure. Look, I'm not going to get into the the, uh, tr- the twos and fro's and the back and forth. What I'll say is this. He's yeah. going
1: to try and sign an executive order on climate change citing a climate emergency. I'm just going to tell you that right now. That's what they're going to do. They're going to double down on failure.
3: Is that... Uh, the president, for some. And life is going to get a whole
1: bleep load more expensive for you and me.
3: Time has been laying out what we need to do on clean energy. We need to provide long term incentives for investment here in the United States so that we can uh, create the jobs and the economic opportunity.
1: Which you never have.
3: That flow from new clean energy technologies which
1: has failed in the Netherlands and Sri Lanka and all over Europe
3: and in Germany where they're refiring coal-fired plants because there's not enough electricity the future Uh, we have been encouraging Congress to do that that's the right thing to do Uh, but the president also made clear on Friday that if Congress uh, and the Senate is not going to act on that front then he is going to take the powers that he has uh, with executive authority and take steps on that front
1: okay so there you go you thought and I'll just have to text my wife this and say, hey, hey, you know that $443 uh, we just are going to pay for electric that used to be $225 last year? Well, get ready for it to be about $600. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. It's what's going to happen. Oh, my goodness. Uh, more on this. Then we're going to move into uh, AOC confirming that uh, January 6th was an inside job. We'll get to all of that. And your phone calls, 800 922 6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to double down on climate change because uh, they realize the class of 1968, their moist dream of the class of 1968, is uh, is collapsing. It's collapsing. All of their nonsense, all of this woke nonsense, all of their economic mental masturbation has uh, has collapsed. They left the uh, faculty lounge. They decided to try this in the real world with uh, Joe Biden's uh, government, I should say... Uh, joe obama's government and it's doing a face plant coming up a florida family decided they'd uh, buy their daughter an electric car a used electric car turns out the battery replacement costs more than the electric car and our transportation secretary who's uh, afraid of transportation i guess he's transphobic says that you need to get an electric car anyway all of that's coming up plus dick morris on the rob carson show Hey, guys, it's Carson. These trying times have caused Americans to consider a firearm or to add to their collection. Check out European American Armory Corporation. They specialize in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Whether you're looking for concealed carry or full-sized in three popular calibers, they have them. Now, if you are a first-time gun owner, you might consider the EAA all-in-one 9mm MC9's Strike Fire Pistols that come fully equipped in a sleek, light, and ergonomic package. EEA's lineup also includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense. Plus, there's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA eaa says skip the big names get the quality and the features you deserve and let them earn your respect visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer
0: rush limbaugh shared his comedy for years now you'll hear it here it's the rob carson
1: show Hour number two of the Rob Carson show. At the bottom of the hour, Dick Morris is going to join us. He's got a brand new book. Do you want it free? Do you want it free? You don't even need to grovel like Joe Biden did with the crown pits of Saudi Arabia. All you got to do <laughs> is go to the return nine eleven. Return nine eleven. Uh, Dick Morris's new book is about uh, Donald Trump returning to the White House in twenty twenty four. He said it's going to happen. And i And I believe that he also shares in the book Trump still faces three threats, but Biden can never be reelected, and he won't because he's uh too old and infirmed, and uh, if he lives to 2024 he certainly will not be the uh the the candidate. So end the nonsense it's all utter, utter nonsense, kind of like this whole uh, you know climate change nonsense. Do you realize it is the hottest it's ever been in recorded history in Europe? And nowhere else. So God apparently is like in the Bruce Almighty. Remember when uh, uh, Jim Carrey said, you know, God is like a uh, like a cruel kid with a microscope uh, trying to burn ants. Maybe that's what God's trying to do to Europe. And, the, you know, if that's the case, uh, God, go for it. Um, <laughs> Europe is going up in flames. Uh, they got the hottest, you know, in the in the blink of an eye that we've been on the planet. It's the worst thing, and it's climate change. And it's climate. The whole world's got to change, even though we're not experiencing the hottest temperatures on record in Kansas, or Missouri, or uh, Canada, or Mexico. Or it's <laughs> so stupid. I mean, these people are so stupid. So estupido, because today is uh, Breakfast Hispanics Day. It's Taco Tuesday. Breakfast Taco Tuesday. So a family uh, recently discovered that replacing the battery for their electric vehicle cost more than what they paid for it. Avery Sawinski, 17, of St. Petersburg. I got a daughter named Avery 17. She didn't have a car yet. Uh, because the price of used cars is so ungodly high because Joe Biden thought you should know. It, the prices have gone up 44%, at least. mm so anyway, she received a uh, 2014 Ford Focus Electric. God, what the, what did she do wrong in her life? Were they punishing her? Or was this her new car? Anyway, uh, from her parents, the car cost $11,000, had uh, 60,000 miles on it, which is pretty great. To be honest, pretty low mileage car. I speak from experience because I had to sell cars for three years. Although, <laughs> if I saw a 2014 Ford Focus Electric, I'd say, yeah, you don't want to buy that. Don't tell my boss. So anyway, um, they, uh, they found out that the, the vehicle had some mechanical issues and uh, stopped running altogether after six months of driving. They received a quote from the Ford dealership, said that the uh, battery <laughs> that the car had uh, to replace it, the car that cost $11,000, would cost $14,000 to replace the battery. <laughs> That's like Nancy Pelosi paying $50,000 for uh, uh, an lift. You know, at some point, you just kind of say, you know, let it go. Just mm, just let it go. You're just fooling yourself. $3,000 more than what the family uh, paid for the car. Also noted that the quote did not include installation and labor costs. (sighs) Oh. Yeah, after more research, uh, Dad discovered that Ford was no longer producing batteries for that type of electric vehicle. He issued a warning to anyone who's thinking about buying an electric vehicle. If you're buying one, you have to realize there's no second-hand market right now because the manufacturers are not supporting the cars. So in other words, unless you have the money, you don't have the money, then you're scrod. Here's Pete Buttigieg. He's our transportation secretary who literally has been on the job for more than a year, and we've been in a transportation uh, crisis Uh, A little bit longer than that, Um, and he was supposed to fix the ports last year in October, and that never happened. He was supposed to fix the baby formula crisis, and that didn't happen. It's worse than ever. But here is uh, Transportation uh, Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who clearly is transphobic because he's scared of transportation, talking about, how high gas prices are actually causing people to buy new electric cars, and that's a good thing.
6: Uh, we're we're for cutting the cost of electric vehicles because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're also yeah. The
1: government doesn't cut doesn't cut the cost of electric vehicles, you jackweed. Uh, manufacturers do when the demand increases and the and the supply increases, and and then the price will come down. It's kind of like microwave ovens back in the 1970s. Microwave oven, I mean, like you know. $700, a new VCR would be like $1,300, and then that you see this is what happened. That ain't happening with electric vehicles, and it's not going to, probably ever. We're going to be able to, to save on gas, but you've got to be able to afford it in the first place. Right. right? Now, we're actually starting to see on some models the, yeah, the costs sure. come to where, even if the, the your car payment's a little higher, your gas payment will
8: be a little lower, and you come out ahead, but the prices still need to come down mm-hmm. for most Americans to be able to get in an EV.
1: He is uh, in, uh, he's an illiterate. He's an economic illiterate, and he's in charge of uh, transportation. And, and And here, here's a little montage I found yesterday. This is our president. So if you thought it was bad listening to Pete Buttigieg, who has no freaking clue about transportation as the transportation secretary, the only reason he has the job is because he checked two boxes: gay guy. You know, well, the guy not that was a negative. So they kind of it was a wash. It was a wash. So it was like white guy, yeah. Gay white guy. Uh, gay married to another guy. Uh, adopt a baby. Uh, okay, he can be the transportation secretary. Here's President Doofy.
4: The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um like to be able to Yeah. Anyway. And that's where the
1: Synapse starts misfiring.
4: From from uh, uh Char, excuse me, from Charlotte. One, and another mm. line going from oh, in Florida feed him a down lot. to Tampa. Mm. Of Putin's, <laughs> kleptocracy. Ah,
1: yeah. It's painful. Just painful.
4: America is a nation Ouch. that can be defined in a single he's, word. He's
1: going to write an executive order for climate change. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot. The idea that. Um,
4: yeah. What? Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And, right. uh, and, uh, um. Uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One,
1: to yeah. Do we have This is just kind of, uh, kind of uncomfortable. But just kind of uncomfortable.
4: Here's the poles, Jack. You guys are all the same.
8: Hit the road, Joe. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Joe. Don't you come back no more.
1: This is Jim Gossett
8: Dems don't want you back, you back, you back, you back. We <laughs> deposed, Jack. It's over and that's
1: a fact. Take your electric vehicle and drive to Delaware.
8: Joe Biden, Joe Biden, don't you know you're done? Even Democrats don't want you to run. Give the keys to somebody Bulls else. I polls are telling Joe. He needs to pack his bags and go. Hit the road, Joe. Goodbye. Before you show the door, the door, the door, the door. Hit the road, Joe. Don't you come back no more a number 92% want you to run again for president. Oh, please. That's a lie, and you know so. <clears throat> Time to face the truth, Sleepy Joe. It's a fact, Jack. You got a son on crack, on crack, on crack, on <laughs> crack, crack. Read the post, Jack. Don't you, <sighs> no don't you come back no yeah,
1: more. Don't you come back Yeah, you're done. The uh, turkey thermometer sticking out. It is done. Internal temperature, 165. That turkey is done. <laughs> that, that turkey is done. <laughs> wow. So, you know, you got the uh, January 6th hearing. I guess they're going back to primetime Thursday night, I guess. Uh, they're going to go back to primetime, even though nobody's watching. It's a gi- gigantic joke. And I and I said about uh, January sixth. On January the sixth, I said, "Oh, this this is terrible." And then the next day, I said, "Wow, why are even Republican pundits acting like it's the worst thing in the history of the country, even though they opened the building two hours later?" And why is Nancy Pelosi keeping 15,000 hours of uh, footage away from the American public saying it's uh, privileged or whatever? And, you know. and why were the doors opened from the inside by Capitol Police officers? And why did 14 uh, left-wing groups infiltrate the uh, Capitol Hill protesters? And why is Ray Epps not uh, in jail right now? And I could go on and on and on and on and on. I said the first day. I said, I remember I heard somebody said, well, yeah, this guy went up there and he got this little hammer out and he tapped out the window in the, the front door there at the lower level of the front of the Capitol, and he reached in and he grabbed the doorknob and he opened it up. Now, if you tried to do that at the Treasury Department where they print the money or the U.S. Mint, you'd probably get shot. But somehow it happened in what was supposed to be the most uh, secure building, uh, what should be the most secure building in the world, where literally on the other side they put a billion dollars into a new secure visitor center. But apparently left the doors open on the other side. Well, last night on, uh, on Fox, I guess, the, uh, let's forget his name, Jesse, whatever the hell his name is. He, uh, I usually watch Rob Finnerty on the, uh, on the uh, Newsmax. Jesse Waters. Yeah, Jesse Waters. I don't really don't watch Jesse Waters. He's a little too smug for me. But to hear Jesse Waters talking about uh, AOC, AOC let the cat out of the bag about a week ago about uh, Capitol Police and how they might have been inside, might have been uh, doing an inside job. Here's what Jesse said about this last night after I talked about it last week.
6: Oh, nobody in Democrat leadership is happy about this, and now they're definitely not going to be happy after what we're about to show you. Watch.
10: There were actual officers working with this, and we never got to the bottom of that, and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened.
1: She's talking about why Capitol Police didn't do anything with regard to January 6th protesters. Why did they let them in the doors? Why did they wave them in? I have
10: no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on. And- wait, well, wait,
1: wait. They're saying that the Capitol uh, Police were actually sympathetic to them barging at- well, they let him in. I mean, come on.
10: The door's wide open for that. And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards, you have a massive, you know. You, just, you know, she
1: said this about a week ago. And believe it or not, she's still alive. In Nancy Pelosi's world, that, that never happens.
10: We this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away without any buildings. accountability.
6: AOC is suggesting that January 6th might have been an inside job. How come Twitter hasn't banned that? She's getting into some very dangerous territory here. Yes. Where's the disinformation czar? Uh,
1: This just in this morning, the Capitol Police actually prepared some uh, charcuterie platters for the uh, for the invaders. They uh, they said little uh, some cheese over here, some uh, some meat, and then uh, and then oh oh is that pigs in a
6: blanket? That's not correct. You need her, Mary Poppins.
10: Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound
6: precocious. Did the squad just suggest that the Capitol Police were in on the January 6th ride and opened the doors? Well,
1: yes, they did.
6: I thought you weren't allowed to say that. I thought that makes you a conspiracy theorist.
1: Yep, and I'm going to get to the uncut audio of AOC in just a moment. And then I got a story that I just got this morning. It's not about politics. It's not about uh, violence, it's not about uh, CRT, it's not about transgenderism. It's about a pizza delivery guy who saved the life of a family. It stopped me in my tracks a little while ago. I'm going to share the details on this. The number is 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: year, and a whole lot of Democrats have electile dysfunction. That is simply not true. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: Coming up, Dick Morris going to join us at the uh, bottom of the hour. Talking about uh, Trump in 2024. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California, home of KSVO, our glorious affiliate. Uh, Sean, what's going on, man?
9: Well, I wanted to comment on how delusional... Uh, Joe Biden is on climate change. Uh, I saw an article again by Patrick Moore a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and uh, he was stating that over the last 50 million years, we are in one of the coldest periods the Earth's been in. So he's talking—he's talking about this monumental cool uh, global warming, and we're in the coldest periods of the Earth's been in.
1: Yeah, and you want to know something else really weird, Sean? Uh, I'm kind of a, a political, not a political, I'm a political junkie, but I'm also a science junkie. And you want to hear something crazy? Did you realize that when our polar ice caps melt, so do the polar ice caps on Mars. And when our polar ice caps grow, so do the ones on Mars. And I don't believe Mars has any SUVs. Yeah. yeah no. It must be those little rovers that they sent over there. That must be doing it. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Sean. Appreciate it. Okay, bye. It. Yeah, here is AOC uh, ruminating on TikTok, I guess, last week about the Capitol Police being involved in January the 6th. We really
10: just can't help but think about all of that footage and evidence that we saw the day of. Yeah. Of all these Capitol Police officers yeah. helping and being sympathetic to the insurrectionists on January 6th.
0: Yeah. Weird. And everyone
10: just decided it was too politically difficult to deal with. So they all just brushed it under the rug, yeah. and to this day, there has never been an investigation into that.
1: I think she should put up a sign or on social media saying, My name's AOC, and I am not considering suicide. No way would I ever consider committing suicide after saying that January 6th was an inside job.
10: Never. So as a result, we have no idea which officers are safe to, around we have no idea if if any of those officers and the ones holding massive weapons were
1: were you like the guy who shot ashley babbitt yeah just shot her point blank right there in the throat even though she was crawling through a window that had been broken out by somebody else she tried to stop people from going through there Uh,
10: with were with that crowd or if they weren't and
1: She's almost childlike.
10: But if you raise questions about that.
1: You'll get murdered or thrown in jail.
10: Or if you don't feel safe, it's construed as you attacking the entire institution of public safety.
1: That's really weird. And you get shut down and you get, uh, you know, hauled off to jail like they did with the January 6th people. And You can't say anything about it on social media. It's weird that way, AOC.
10: Riddle me that. Riddle me that. And we saw a lot of that show up. Not just in our politics now, but even the State of the Union, because now both parties are in a contest of how much money they can shovel in this system without critically. Oh, okay, I don't even
1: know where the hell she's going here. A little bit more uh, outside talking about the uh, Capitol Police being an inside job. Without without any- January the sixth.
10: accountability, and so this is. This is where these things are. Oh, here we Like Antifa? And that there were actual officers working with this, and we never got to the bottom of that, and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. We're I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for
1: that. She's talking about the Capitol Police, guys. I said this a week ago. I said that this would be talked about by conservative pundits immediately days after she said these two things in two videos and nobody picked it up really until last night. Nobody picked it up. It's uh, Jesse waters talked about it last night. And I, and I told you, I said, this would be a story. She's wondering why, and she's not able to, she, she should not be able to say this, right? You've been not, not able to post, Posts about this, you haven't been able to say things like I think January sixth was a setup. You haven't been able to say things like Ray Epps literally was telling people to go into the Capitol on the fifth of January and the day of telling uh, uh, somebody who was minding a barrier, a police officer, to move it. He leaned over, talked to him. They moved the barrier. They let him in, and all of a sudden, AOC because she's so bleeping stupid. She let the cat out of the bag. You know she's getting a little what for. She's getting a little what for from Nancy Pelosi. And you know, the thing is, uh, uh, she's not being called a conspiracy theorist. It's kind of weird that way. She, they're just ignoring her. Did you notice any other media covering AOC? Did you notice any Democrat saying anything about AOC just saying that clearly Capitol Police were working with people in the crowd on January 6th to let them into the Capitol? That's what she said. And until this moment, that has been verboten. Until this moment, you've not been able to say it on social media, the mainstream media, the Democrat Party. All three of those entities have come together to say, oh, that's nonsense, even though there's footage. And she's saying it the week that they're going to try and double down on stupid with regard to the January 6th hearings. They say there's new evidence coming in, even though they've been doing this for a year. And everything they presented so far is a crap sandwich without the bread Without the bread. Wow. Yeah, she's probably getting a little talking too. We're going to talk to uh, Dick Morris in just a second about the uh, 2024 election and Donald Trump running. And then also, I've got a story of a pizza delivery driver who saved a family. It's going to make you forget about all of the other nonsense going on in the country and the world. That's on the way. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Anyway. It is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show, also known as uh, it is uh, Breakfast Hispanics Tuesday, which Jill Biden is equates to uh, Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, a little bit different. But uh, Jill Biden uh, declared that uh, that uh, Hispanics were like breakfast tacos last week. So that's what we're calling it today. It is uh, Breakfast Hispanics Day on uh, on the Rob Carson Show. (laughs) Somebody I have been dying to talk to for weeks now is uh, Dick Morris. He's got a new book. It's called The Return in bookstores everywhere. It is selling like uh, hotcakes, and, uh, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Hello, sir. Welcome to the show. How are you today?
11: Hey, Rob. I'm thrilled to be on your show. I, I watch it a lot, and I really love how you intersperse your opinions with clips and facts and figures and stuff. You really, you really do it well.
1: Well, this means a lot to me, Dick, because uh, a, I respect you as a uh, as a pundit, and b, I used to make fun of the Clintons on the Rush Limbaugh program when when you were in the Clinton administration. So you probably heard a little bit of that. <laughs> so uh, we've both yep. been inv- involved. You obviously more hands-on uh, as someone uh, who is working with campaigns and and the candidates and uh, office holders. I want to ask you a couple things. Um, first and foremost, and I want to get to uh, uh, Donald Trump for president and all of that. Um, Harriet Hageman is leaving, uh, leading Liz Cheney by 28 points heading into the August 16th Republican primary. Uh, all sorts of money coming into uh, the state of Wyoming from outside groups, and uh, and even Liz Cheney asking Democrats to vote for... Uh, For her, Uh, I would assume that Liz Cheney and her ilk, as far as being uh, rhino Republicans, their days are numbered, if not over. What are your thoughts uh, with regard to Cheney's race and Harriet Hegeman?
11: Actually, I talk about that uh, quite a bit in my book, The Return.
1: Love it. Liz
11: Cheney is George Bush's revenge. Uh, When the Bush family wanted to control the presidency, not just for two terms uh, or three but for more, and they wanted Jeb Bush to be president. And they have never forgiven Donald Trump for belittling and mocking and basically driving, out of politics, driving their brother Jeb out of politics. Yes. And Liz Cheney making a big deal about January 6th and voting to impeach and leading this horrible hearing, is their revenge? Uh, it's their effort to try to marginalize Trump uh, and to Create a legal situation where he can't run for president. Yes. What their goal is is to get the Justice Department to prosecute him for leading a revolution in the United States. And under the Fourteenth Amendment, after the Civil War, uh, if you if you're involved in an insurrection, you can't hold public office. So yes. the Confederates couldn't. And they're trying to apply that to Trump. Yes. And she richly deserves defeat, but I don't think she's going to. Go away. I think that Liz Cheney will probably end up either challenging Trump in the Republican primary for president or more likely running as an independent.
1: Okay. Well, um, I wouldn't consider her to be much of a threat myself personally, but let's talk about what's coming up. Uh, you've uh, been the last couple of days. We just saw a new ad from Kristi Noem, uh, you know, talking about her accomplishments as a, a terrific governor of South Dakota, where uh, much of my family lives now. And my mother passed away last year. Um, and and I posited this um, yesterday. And that is I'm not so sure that Christy Noem is running for president. I'm thinking maybe she might be running for vice president. Uh, you yeah. and I would heard, you know, Trump is going to be the dude he is going to run. there. Are, you mentioned in your book, I haven't made it all the way through it, The Return, which is your new book, that Trump's going to be the candidate. He's going to run and he's going to win. So what do you think of my theory about Christy Noem and others running for VP?
11: Yeah, I think that's true. It's the wrong way to go about it. Geez, okay. <laughs> all right, uh, go ahead. Donald Trump is so certain of victory in the Republican nominating process, the election too, but particularly winning the nomination in 2024, that he doesn't need a vice presidential candidate to put him over. He doesn't need to borrow somebody else's record or constituency or geographic location or run with a woman. True. Uh, he can run with anybody he wants to. And if anybody is pushing their candidacy and saying, vote for me, and crafting an independent political base And they think that's going to help them with Donald Trump. They're out of their mind. Uh, If somebody has an independent political base and kind of forces themselves on Trump, that's the last person in the world he's going to pick.
1: Yeah, Let me ask you this uh, away from Trump for a second Uh, there is a primary going on in the state of Maryland, there is a uh, 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 rhino uh, Kelly Schultz uh, supported by uh, Larry Hogan, Dan Cox is a uh, Trump supported um, candidate for governor there hard to say what's going to happen but Trump has had a good deal of success obviously the primary season I heard at last count about 145 and 11 Um, what do you think is going to be happening in, do you suppose things have gotten So bad in this country that even states that are solidly almost like socialistic like Maryland could see a shift away from the nonsense.
11: I I think there is, and again, I I want to keep coming back to my book because it covers all of this. Yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) I believe that uh the sweep that the Republicans will have in twenty two will be so profound that there are a number of any number of states where the Republicans are now not competing for Senate seats, and they're going to be surprised wins by the Republicans. And I'm worried that the party will was so close to the conventionals, that will only put its money behind the four or five seats immediately within its grasp, uh, Arizona, New Hampshire, and Nevada, and, um, and Georgia. But there are a variety of seats out there, and Maryland's a typical example, which are not supposed to be Republican, but which we could win. I think we could pick up Senate seats in Colorado, Washington, Oregon, uh, Connecticut. I think that Chuck Schumer could be beaten in New York. And uh, I think that we are way underestimating the impact and the magnitude of the win we're going to have in 22.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you, Dick, that, uh, you know, I don't know where you stand on the 2020 election. I believe that uh, there was enough chicanery to have thrown it. I, that's just me. I mean, you can agree or disagree. Yeah. Um, the, but but people who me. believe that Donald Trump w- had the election stolen, they're not letting it go, Dick. They're not letting the it go. Me.
11: Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the future, not the past. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I believe, and I'm working closely with the president on this, that... We can eliminate ballot fraud in 24, and the way we're going to go about it is a lawsuit that I explain in the book that most people don't know about. A case called Moore versus Harper, and uh, it's a case which where the Republican conservatives are suing and saying that the governor and the state court have no role, no role in setting the rules or districts or voter qualifications in federal elections. And that's because Section 4, Article 3, 3, Section 4 of the Constitution specifically says that the state legislatures, nobody else, the legislatures shall determine the times, manner, and places of voting for Senate and for Congress and by extension President. So we have about, we have five swing states now where the, Dem- where the Republicans control the legislature, but the Democrats have the governorship. And in those states, we've, we've passed or are now passing sweeping election reforms that would ban drop boxes, require photo ID to register and vote, ban no-excuse absentee voting, ban ballot harvesting. But they're passing the legislature, and the governor is going to veto. Yeah. Well, when the court rules in the Moore v. harper case, which it will next term, Four judges have already asked to hear the case, which means they're probably going to vote for it, which means probably all six or at least five of the conservatives will. That disempowerment is complete, and these election reforms, which are really thorough, akin to the ones that passed in Georgia and Florida, will take effect, and the governors cannot veto and cannot stop these changes. And with these changes, you're not going to have ballot fraud, because... The, the rules will be very tightly written. If they
1: you know, I um, I am wondering what you think is going to happen this summer. Um, clearly, the Democrats see the writing on the wall. Clearly, they're still doubling down on this green energy nonsense. The President of the United States did a worthless tour where he went to Israel, he went to Saudi Arabia, he came back hat he went hat in hand and came back empty-handed. Uh, I believe that the heart of the left would like to see the summer of 2020 happen again with unrest. They've already uh, said that there would be a summer of rage following Roe v. Wade. None of that appears to be uh, happening? What is the Democrat Party going to do before November, realizing that there's—I don't believe there's anything they can do to turn the uh, Republican wave away. What do you think?
11: There's nothing they can do in 22, but I think that in 20, I think that as they prepare for 24, okay. uh, they are now in the process of dumping Joe Biden. Yes, and I outline in return what I think is going to happen. Uh, They now have all kinds of establishment candidates lining up, like uh, Newsom from California, Jared Polis, the governor of Colorado, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary. (laughs) And I think that they are going to become increasingly prominent. And Mm. the Democrats will go to Biden and say, you have to announce you're not going to run again uh, because you're leading our party into a disaster. And I think certainly after the 22 elections, that will be apparent. But it could happen before. Yeah. When that happens, these other sort of establishment candidates are going to come out. But they're not going to hold the vote. Polling will show that they're close to zero okay. and uh, that they have no ability to win. It also yeah. show that for Kamala Harris. Yeah. That sure. is going to trigger, Rob, a massive entry into the race by left-wing candidates uh, who will not want the party to go the way of the establishment, but will want it to go further to the left. Wow. And I think that the, and that will be either Elizabeth Warren, who didn't run well last time, so maybe not. Bernie Sanders will be 83 and 84, which is probably too old, <laughs> yes. and AOC. And yeah. I believe AOC will emerge as the left-wing candidate for president. In the primaries of 24. Yeah, and I now, think Dick, uh, to win primary after primary. And ooh. that will cause panic in the Democratic Party, which will lead Hillary to get into the race to try to save the party from the crazy left, just like she tried to save it from Bernie Sanders in 2016
1: dick morris i uh, i hope i can sit down and talk to you for hours about this because it's fascinating and i greatly appreciate your uh, your thoughts i i can't wait to read the return i can't wait to hear what you have to say about biden leaving office before 2024 which i it will happen uh, and I have said, and I'm not meaning to be cruel, this man is very, very mentally and physically uh, uh, infirmed. And, um, you know, he's past the, the median age that a person lives in this country, and he's got all these issues. Uh, I am fascinated to read in your book uh, what will happen if Joe Biden is not able to complete his term, who will step in, because I know that you are, uh, you're a chess player when it comes to this, and I'm an observer. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, checking out your thoughts yeah on it, Dick.
11: The only reason he didn't get down on his knees to the Saudis is he has arthritis.
1: Mm-hmm. I could barely
11: hear what you said there. Could you repeat The only reason he didn't get down on his knees with the Saudis is that he has arthritis. Right.
1: There you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Dick. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear The phone was cracking. Dick Morris, uh, the author, author of The Return. By the way, if you want a free copy of it, just go to The Return 911. Dick, yeah, really, really great uh, talking to you today, and I hope you can find again some time to do it on the show. Uh, really, oh, yeah, really I appreciate your to. time. Very I'm good, sir. Okay, very good, thank sir. You. All right, Dick. Thank yeah. you very much. That is Dick Morris. Again, uh, The Return is his new book. I don't have my copy. I'm waiting on my copy to arrive. Fascinating fascinating uh the return 911.com if you want a free copy of the book let's take a break you are listening to the rob carson show
0: if the left tells you to quiet down get louder it's the rob carson show
1: you can get the uh, return dick morris's new book all you gotta do is go to uh, the return 911.com you get it free it's a 28 eight dollar book hardcover and uh, it's on the uh, Newsmax. You also uh, check out the newsletter, which I write for. Thank you very much. So uh, the return, 911.com, if you want a copy of Dick's new book. And he'll talk about 2024 and Trump and, uh, and uh, how he's going to be the president again. There you go. Oh, oh, Pretty cool stuff. So I saw this story last night, and then I saw it again this morning, and I found out a little bit more. And uh, the last few weeks, we've, uh, we've seen some heroes. We saw a hero in a, in a mall in Indianapolis the uh, day before yesterday stop a mass shooter. Then another guy did it in February, and then uh, a guy in St. Louis stopped a man who was going to stab someone at a convenience store. And, and then we saw this guy. He's an unarmed hero. Names Nicholas Bostick. 25-year-old guy driving through a neighborhood, probably towards the end of his shift, maybe at the beginning of his shift. He works as a Domino's pizza delivery man. He's J- July the 11th. He spotted a house, and there was a raging fire. He pulled up outside with the intention of calling firefighters, yet he realized that he had left his phone at home and dashed inside without any regard at all for his own safety. And So here's a, here's a pizza delivery dude uh, going in. He said he could not hear or, or or see anyone through the clouds of smoke and flames. He was about to turn back, but then he saw the outline of a terrified teenager at the top of the stairs, who was hurting a bunch of children. Bostic said he he uh, he saw them and he and he sprang into action. He spotted Selena or Siona Barrett, 18-year-old, babysitting her three younger siblings and one of her friends while her parents were out playing darts at a nearby bar. Sprinting up the staircase, Bostick managed to shepherd Siona and three kids, Shaley, 13, Kalia, one, and Shaylee's friend, Libyan, Knifely, 13, through the brutal blaze and out to safety on the street, eyes and lungs already burning from the heat. It was at that moment, coughing and shaking, Sienna said her six-year-old sister, Kehlani, nicknamed Baby K, was still trapped in the inferno. I ran inside, looked under beds and sheets and closets. I couldn't find her. But when I got to the stairs, I heard some faint crying. I thought, I I don't want to die here. But he knew he was the only chance Baby K had a chance of surviving. Holding his breath... Bostick scooped up the crying child and felt his way back to the staircase. Unable to see anything through this thick black smoke other than a small rectangle of light coming from the rooms upstairs. Once back upstairs, the heroic pizza delivery man broke open a window, wrapped the girl around his left side, and leapt into the air, tumbling two stories and breaking the girl's fall with his own body. Bostic was severely injured in the outrageous rescue and collapsed immediately afterwards, having suffered smoke inhalation, burns to several parts of his body and major laceration on his arm after the window break and subsequent fall. Four of the five children, meanwhile, miraculously miraculously escaped with no injuries whatsoever. Only baby K sustained minor trauma from the fall. was treated by first responders on the scene. Here's what it sounded that night.
9: Are you <laughs> Everybody. Come, with me,
1: man. Come with me, Come with, with you me. Come with me Nicholas Bostic, 25 years old, the pizza delivery man went to the hospital. He was on a respirator cuz his lungs were damaged. And uh, the Lafayette Police Department said what he doesn't understand it is, is his actions weren't extraordinary, they were extraordinary. He went down those stairs to save that little girl when he thought it was impossible just moments before. There's only one way to define that, courageous and heroic. Sorry, this tore me up. They've got a GoFundMe page for him, but we can never repay him. And in the, uh, the news, we've seen plenty of other stories of cowardice, uvalde texas and a pizza delivery man saved the day i'll give you more details on this we got to take a break running late it's the rob carson show hey guys it's carson have you guys signed up for stamps.com yet well time is money and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and to get discounts you won't find anywhere else. All you need is a computer, standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for stamps.com.
0: Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: It is the Rob Carson Show. This hour, we will be discussing the new gun safety legislation that Congress passed two weeks ago and how many lives it has saved so far versus how many people with guns actually have saved lives. And let me just say right now... That the legislation passed by Congress has done D-word for Richard. I'll share the details on that in just a moment. I mentioned this story of Nicholas Bostick, 25 years old, pizza delivery dude driving through Lafayette, Louisiana, about midnight on July the 11th. See some flames coming out. Was going to call the fire department. Didn't have his phone. Said, I'll just go in. Rescued the four kids, uh, a babysitter and four kids. Realized there was one child remaining up there, and that child was going to die. So this pizza delivery man, 25 years old, goes into the room where he heard the whimpering, and he grabbed her, and he realized, we're on the second floor, and there's no way I'm going down those stairs again. So he grabbed her, And he held her in his arms, and he dove out of a second-story window. She was not injured. He was. I got a picture of him, the GoFundMe page, and I'm not crazy about GoFundMe, but uh, it has a picture of him on a uh, respirator. That's how badly he was injured. That's how badly his, his lungs were burned His arm was sliced open by the window that he dove through with this little girl in his arms. he's raised $298,000. Probably more than a pizza delivery man ever dreamed of. But I would assume also that most pizza delivery men don't think about saving five people. That's an amazing story. And I bring that to you today because it impacted me in a profound way today, and maybe it's because I needed uh, kind of a release because of all the crap that's going on, and everything that we're, we're confronted with every day, and we're told, you know, we're served up in dignities every damn day, and we know the country's going the wrong way, 80 to 85% of the American people say the country's going in the wrong direction, Grocery price prices are, are just stupid right now. Gas prices are just stupid right now. And you've got people literally have moved transgenderism and sex and sexuality into elementary school. We see that every damn day. Our kids are told that they should hate each other because of their skin color. We're told that nothing happened on January the 6th. It was Trump's report they were trying to take over the country. After an election they said was not stolen? Definitely. I mean, you can't investigate it. You can't bring it up on social media or the mainstream media. You can't do that. Because it's misinformation or it's disinformation. And everything else. And I read a story about a guy named Nicholas Bostick, 25 years old. Working another night at Domino's. Maybe he's going to get some tips. Maybe he's not going to get some tips. It's midnight. Driving a car probably held together with duct tape. Sees a house fire. Unlike 400 police officers who descended on Uvalde, Texas... During a school shooting He didn't look for hand sanitizer And he didn't try to find out who was in charge And he didn't stand there safely Even even occasionally Saw a guy chuckling No clue Nineteen children died Nicholas Bustick hasn't been trained to do anything He was just delivering pizza And he saved five kids I thought you'd appreciate that 22-year-old man. He was at a mall with his girlfriend. Alicia Dickin. 22-year-old man, shopping with his girlfriend, hanging out. All of a sudden, a guy, 20 years old, named Jonathan Saverman, 20, decides to shoot up a mall using a military-style Sig Sauer. It's Sig Sauer, right? In the, I don't have one. Apologize. Now, uh, Elisha Dickin has no police or military training. He did uh, conceal carry. And he heard the gunshots in the food court at this mall in Indiana, the Greenwood Park Mall, on Sunday. Jonathan Saberman, 20, began firing. He shot 24 rounds. He killed Pedro Pineda, 56 years old, Rosa, Marion Rivera de Pineda, Presumably a spouse or maybe daughter, 37. Victor Gomez, 30. Not sure if he shot him at random or if they were intended targets, but Dickon reacted quickly, pulling out his own handgun, shooting the gunman dead in just two minutes right after he opened fire. The gunman was 20 years old, recently evicted from his home in Indiana, according to his family. No adult criminal record known to police as a juvenile for fighting at school and trying to run away. He stashed his phone in the cell phone in the bathroom where he spent an hour before emerging ready to kill. Sounds exactly what what happened in Uvalde, doesn't it? Sounds exactly what happened in uh, in Buffalo, doesn't it? Probably 18 years old, maybe 17 years old when this uh, pandemic unfolded. Probably isolated, probably lonely, probably under the influence of some sort of drugs prescribed by a doctor for ADD or ADHD or depression. The hero stepped forward. And I don't believe that any of the tenets of that new piece of legislation passed by both houses of Congress, including, I believe, 13 or 14 Republicans, did a damn thing to stop this. But Alessia Dickon did. He ended up stopping the shooting spree. Here's another story. Saturday, concealed carrier pulled up to a quick trip service station, St. Charles, Missouri. About a half hour outside of St. Louis. I got friends who live in St. Charles. He used the restroom. Walked out of the store, returned to his car. However, some suspicious activity from another driver prompted him to remain at the gas station rather than pull away. The customer had a gun. He asked to remain anonymous told reporters that he saw the driver of a black SUV enter the store and immediately grab the clerk and hold a knife to her throat. He said, I saw her grab her and drag her to the front of the counter. Something wasn't right when I said that. So me being concealed carry, I had my gun on me, and I just waited. I walked up to the door, and I saw him with a knife to her throat. She was emptying out the cash register, and I took a step in and peeked my head in to ask if everything was okay. I couldn't see his face, but he was saying yes. Yes. But I could see her face. She was saying no. She was scared. Then I, The man said the suspect was then charged straight at him, still wielding the knife. And the man pulled out his gun, shot the suspect four times. Once the suspect fell, he and the clerk both called police. When police arrived, emergency medical teams transported the suspect, later identified as Lance Bush, 26-year-old homeless man from St. Louis to the hospital where he died. Bush was believed to have robbed at least one other station earlier that morning by holding a knife to the throat of the attendant, forcing her to give him money from the register. The black SUV he was driving had also been reported stolen on Friday. Taking somebody's life is not an everyday thing, neither is saving someone's life, the man with the gun said, and then he disappeared. Good guys, two. Bad guys, Zero. gun safety legislation passed through Congress. Zero. Zero. Supreme Court case affirming the right to conceal carry. Two. Yeah. Houston cops stopped a mass shooting a guy, he's a police officer, by bum-rushing a man armed with a rifle. 120 rounds of ammo next to a dance competition And hundreds of children this happened at the Galleria mall February the 5th in Houston now security guard got a call about a man with a rifle he and another security guard quickly made their way to the department store sergeant Kendrick Sempo working as a security guard at the mall usually made fun of mall security guys Well, he saw the suspect, Guido Herrera, about 10 feet from where a children's dance competition was taking place, and he dove on him. Here's the story from a local TV station in Houston.
12: I definitely know what I signed up for 20 years ago. Um, when I decided to get in this profession.
5: Sergeant Kendrick Simple never hesitated on the morning of February 5th. While working his extra job at the Houston Galleria, a call came over the radio that a man was near the Macy's store with a rifle.
12: I didn't know that there was a dance competition with the little kids going on at the West End Ballroom. So I didn't pull my weapon out because I didn't want to be running towards.
1: This them. is what concealed carriers do? They educate themselves, they respect the weapon, unlike idiots who went after Kyle Rittenhouse, remember that, didn't know anything about handling weapons, and they got their asses shot. The Macy's area, which is past the ballroom area, that I was going to have to pass
12: up with my gun out and trying to startle anybody. So,
5: Within minutes, Simpold had spotted the man, Guido Herrera wearing a shirt with the Punisher logo, carrying a rifle in one hand, a Bible in another, and just a few feet away from hundreds of kids. Immediately, he tackled the suspect. You were prepared to get shot. I was. And yet you still went and chased after him. I did. Why?
12: Just... Uh... Like I said, I just, just, I feel like this is something I signed up for.
5: Moments later, other officers arrived and Herrera was arrested without a single shot being fired. On him, besides a long gun and the Bible, police also found 120 rounds of ammo and a handgun. However, since Herrera didn't shoot anyone, he could only be charged with a misdemeanor. This week, he was sentenced to the maximum, a year in jail. As for simple, he's continuing his work as a sergeant in the Houston Police Victim Services Division, not thinking much about his heroic acts.
12: I'm a supervisor. Uh, You know, everybody, our chief, chief center always preaches lead by example. So that's what I did. Pizza
1: delivery driver, mall shopper, mall cop. Those are the heroes. Idiots in Washington, D.C., like AOC, and like people who vote for meaningless gun safety legislation so they can get a headline to get their names on a bill. They aren't. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry.
1: You know, uh, the last segment was about heroes, and uh, the left is trying to make people who are not heroes into heroes. For instance, uh, I don't know, college swimmer who uh, was a failed athlete, ranked 467th in the country. And uh, decides his senior year to uh, swim with the girls. Becomes the number one swimmer in the country. (laughs) Winning a 500-meter race by, by 38 seconds. Girls who swam their entire lives left in the dust by a guy. And the NCAA names this person, or at least nominates this person for woman of the year. Uh, There was a a man who uh, worked for the HHS for years, middle manager, middle-aged, married, children, decides one year, I'll just go ahead and call myself a woman. Gets a ponytail, not sure what's going on down there, you know, and the whole deal. Changes his name to Rachel. Becomes an admiral. Nominated for woman of the year. Woman of the year (laughs) passing up thousands and thousands of women in history by becoming a woman one year. Caitlyn Jenner world-class athlete I think I might still have the cover of the Wheaties box from when uh, I was a little boy and and Bruce Jenner was the uh, world's greatest athlete decides to become a woman Sports Illustrated makes him woman of the year <laughs> woman of the year it is uh, it is uh, quite remarkable to be quite uh, quite honest this is our new uh, Leah Thomas and uh, males competing as females theme song
8: Who got nominated Who got nominated For Woman of the Year For Woman of the Year When it comes to manhood Leah's got the gear Cause he's a manly man A manly man Leah Thomas is a man I'm gonna start doing the show as a woman, by the way You've been nominated Leah for this honor Like we knew they were I can win a Gracie Yeah,
4: that's the award
8: The liberal sheep that they've gaslighted Their philosophy is so short-sighted they do Hey! Who got nominated? Who got nominated? Just like Rachel Levine Just like Rachel Levine This travesty of justice is the worst I've ever seen He's <laughs> a manly man A manly Sam. man Jim Gossett Leah Thomas is a man Leah Thomas is a man the manly man needs to give back all those titles like he knows he should. Well, he transphobic! He's Letting this farce continue any longer, it can't lead to good. It can't lead to good. They named the women's dorm after root Paul if they thought they could. Sure, why not? They thought they could. Yeah,
1: there you go. That is uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, and uh, there you go. There's the, the party of women. Where the only thing they care about, if you are a woman, is your ability to abort your baby. Otherwise, they could give a rat's rear end about you. They're willing to let guys change their sex and stomp you into the ground. That's your Democrat Party, yeah. Uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie, I guess in Brooklyn Park, Maryland's been on the uh, on hold for a while. In fact, since uh, Dick Morris was on the phone with us. Hello, Jamie. What are your thoughts today, my friend?
0: Oh, hey, how you doing? hope you are having a good
1: day? I am, my friend. What's up?
9: Good. Well, I was, Dick Morris. Maybe really, you know, remember how with, you know, I know he was with Clinton this time, and then I start remembering.
1: Okay, your phone's cracking yeah, up. I, I couldn't understand nearly a word you said. <laughs> try it again. Sorry, can you hear me? Now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Go ahead.
0: All right, so while Dick was on, I remember how you know everybody kept saying how Clinton bounced the budget, and everybody fails to realize it was actually Newt who bounced the budget. Yes. So my question to you is this. After our landslide victory come this fall, that I truly believe it'll be a landslide, will you see anybody who acts, because well, obviously Mitch McConnell's not going to do this, can you see anybody get nominated to be the head, a Newt Gingrich-type person, and drag Biden back to the center like we did with Clinton?
1: Uh, I don't believe so. I think if you heard uh, part of Dick Morris's um, interview this morning, um, I think you'd, uh, you would say that what they're going to do is they're going to double down on going left. Uh, okay. He predicts they're going to double down on going left, and they're going to end up going for AOC for the nominee for, uh, for uh, 2024. Hillary Clinton is going to step in. Uh, no nominee uh, will move the party to the center like they did uh, with Bill Clinton. I remember Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton lost both houses of Congress in 1994, and I know this because I was writing for Russia at the time, and and it was, there was a, uh, Hillary Clinton was trying to uh, socialize medicine, Bill Clinton was trying to lurch the country left. Uh, This was 30 years ago, and the American people said, not only no, but F no. And Bill Clinton had to to save his presidency because they had they had had Congress. Think about this: Democrats or Republicans? or Democrats had had both houses of Congress for forty years, and he lost them. So the Democrat Party had no nothing, no other uh, course but to correct and come to the middle, and that gave Clinton a second term. In this case, the Democrats are they don't even care. They don't care about uh, uh, the country, uh, the direction the country is going in. If if they believed that the country was too far left, they would have already adjusted by now. But they aren't going to. They're going to drive this thing off the cliff. Jamie, So I wouldn't worry about a Republican moving in and saying, no, we've got to move uh, Joe Biden to the center. Joe Biden won't be the president in 2024. I'll tell you that. I believe that. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, we, are not, we are not going to uh, work with the left considering what they've done to the country while they've been in charge. So I wouldn't worry about a 1994 scenario happening all over again, this time to save Joe Biden's presidency. Uh, but but I understand where you're coming from, and I and I'm sorry to keep you for holding for so long. We had a lot of other things we were talking about. So
9: uh, no, uh, it was actually it was not, like you said, it was very uplifting to hear a lot of those stories. The hero it stories, was, right? It was, it was, yeah, that was really uplifting. It was actually for the. Smile it, for the I know, day. bro. And it,
1: isn't isn't it hard? It's hard to smile some days, isn't it, Jamie? Yeah, here in Maryland, definitely is a very hard day to smile. Well, you got. Did you vote? Did you vote? Did you vote in the uh, the primary? You got to vote the... all the way. Cox all the way, baby! Woo hoo! <laughs> believe RuPaul also says that. Anyway, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate it. Dan Cox, C O X, vote today. He's the candidate the Democrats and the uh, rhinos are most concerned about. More of the Rob Carson show coming up. Today's show is one you'll definitely want to uh, listen to again if you haven't heard the whole thing. Uh, Just a lot of stuff going on in the world. Dick Morris is on the show. A very, very, very enlightening interview with regard to Donald Trump running in 2024. Uh, The podcast is called The Rob Carson Show Podcast. And uh, you can just go to newsmaxtv.com slash podcasts and uh, listen to it there. Subscribe to it if you would. Share it with other people. Then also this incredible story of Nicholas Bostic. 25, pizza delivery guy in Lafayette, Louisiana, July the 11th, spots a fire at a house, pulls up, doesn't have his phone, can't call fire officials, knocks down the door, goes upstairs, grabs a babysitter and three kids, leads them to safety, then hears there's another kid in the house, goes back in. He's burning. His lungs are filling with with smoke and soot. And he grabs a little girl, and he cradles her in his arms, and he dives through a window out the second floor, falls to the ground. The child is uninjured. He suffered injuries, including smoke inhalation. And- a massive laceration on his arm, and so far, people have raised about three hundred grand for him. Amazing story. Amazing story. It actually knocked the Kardashians off the front page today. Uh, Estelle in Santa Clara, California, the home of our lovely uh, affiliate KSCO. She joins us, and she's got some thoughts. Estelle, good morning. How are you? Or afternoon?
13: Oh. Oh, hi, Mr. Carson. I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, I was listening to this gentleman, Mr. Nicholas. Uh, yeah. Well, if he's listening, uh, he is a special person, and the Lord put him there at the right place at the right time. This is what God does to people. He put him there to save those people. He does not know that, but I know that. Because I saved my, my sister from drowning oh. when I was 12 years old, and she was underneath the boat. The boat we had been capsized, and the Lord gave me the strength to be able to go under the boat and pull her out. So this, he was a special person, this man, and he is, and I wanted him to know that this is love. And yeah. this should be showing to the people, the Democrat and the left, what love is all about.
1: Yeah, and and, self, and he, self-sacrifice, Estelle, and self-sacrifice. And, that's uh,
13: right, he was yeah. not thinking about himself because yeah. that's what he was doing. And yeah. this is especially from God, and I hope that he will always remember that we are put at a certain place to help other people. I had an homeless man in California when my car was burning that helped me. He just appeared from nowhere while others were driving to the left, to the right, and they were left me stranded. And this man showed up and helped me with my burning car.
1: Well, very good, Estelle. Thank you very much for the call. Do appreciate it. I think the, I think the story is resonating, and it, it, like I said, it, it wrecked me this morning when I read it. It's amazing. And, and then this is uh, okay. This is kind of a non sequitur, I guess, to some degree, but maybe it isn't. Maverick, the Top Gun movie, has become Paramount's highest-grossing movie ever after it reached one point two billion dollars globally, with six hundred million dollars domestically. This is a gigantic movie. And I think it's kind of telling that in 28 overseas markets, including France, Australia, and the UK, it is the biggest Paramount live action movie ever. And you know why I think it is? Because even the rest of the world, like when America kicks ass, how about that? How about Tom Cruise being un- unapologetically masculine? How about that? How about Tom Cruise grabbing a fighter plane and kicking some serious booty? How about that? How about the world with a weak United States, and eh, not my much of a world, but when the United States is strong, the rest of the world goes, oh, thank God you're there, because if we have to put that bat signal up in the sky, we know we can depend on you like we have for the last, I don't know, about 80 years. I think so. I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. Oh, this I just saw this this morning on one of my favorite sites, Weasel Zippers. This is a uh, Democrat pro-abortion witness suggesting this is how low they're going, by the way, that it's better for black Americans to be aborted than to be born.
2: And once these children are born, immigrant children are caged apart from their families. Trans children are turned into political fodder. Young students are murdered in their schools and black and brown parents live in anxiety about the day their children encounter the police. These issues are not separate from abortion. They are the realities we consider when weighing whether we want to bring another life into this country.
1: Wow, what an awful, awful, wretched human being. What a putrid, pathetic, and awful thing to say. Let's hear it again, just to see how awful she is. Her name is Tracy Sherman, by the way.
2: Once these children are born, immigrant children are caged apart from their family. Oh
1: yeah, that's uh, bull crap, by the way. Absolute bull crap.
2: Trans children are turned into political fodder.
1: Uh, Usually by the left, actually. In fact, always by the left.
2: Young students are murdered in their schools.
1: Okay, well, you know, um, that uh, that has happened, but more children are murdered in cities like Chicago. Yeah, and by the way, the last uh, three major shootings were done by leftists and Black Lives Matter supporters.
2: And black and brown parents live in anxiety about the day their children encounter the police.
1: Yeah, oh, there it is. The old police are the problem here. Uh, Yeah, say that to people who live in inner cities like Baltimore.
2: These issues are not separate from abortion.
1: Wow. I mean, honestly, gobbledygook. It's just gobbledygook. It's nonsense. Nonsensical. You want to hear something else? My buddy uh, 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 Rob Schmidt on uh, Newsmax just uh, retweeted this. San Diego is going to return to their mask mandate in the fall. Now, this this comes on the heels of this headline, as most schools across the country back in uh, in in-person learning the detrimental effects of school lockdowns during coronavirus are showing themselves in real time high levels of student depression, developmental and academic stunting. But you know what? To the Democrat Party, it's more about making political points and inspiring fear. Kids have the highest level of anxiety I've ever seen. Anxiety about basic safety, fear of what could happen. Colorado Elementary School counselor Susan Julian told the New York Times, which conducted a survey of 362 school counselors nationwide, the foundational skills for learning need to be retaught. Counselors describe many children as uh, frozen socially and emotionally at the age when the pandemic started. Something that we continuously come back to is that our ninth graders were sixth graders the last time they had a, a normative, uh, uninterrupted un- un- school year. Developmentally, our students have skipped over crucial years of social and emotional development, like those two shooters—one in Nivaldi, Texas, and the other one in Highland Park, Illinois. they 18. They were 16 when the when the coronavirus hit and all the lockdowns. <laughs> they were mentally ill. Ninety-four percent of counselors surveyed reported heightened levels of anxiety and depression. Eighty-eight percent reported emotional control issues. Seventy-five percent reported conflict resolution problems. In addition, 72 percent of counselors reported students regularly seeking breaking classroom rules. Sixty-seven percent reported signs of low self-esteem. Fifty-nine percent reported students having trouble making friends. Teamwork skills almost non-existent. I said it would be years before we see how this is manifested with kids, but I believe in uh, Illinois and Vivaldi, Texas, we already saw that. Here is a report from KUSI News about San Diego schools saying that kids are going to have to wear masks all over again in the fall. Parents who, who don't want to wear a mask indoors in school, are there any other options for them? For the fall,
5: there are some options. They can go to our uh, school that's online. Um, They can opt not to return to the regular school, but to go to the school where they don't have to go to school at all other than via Zoom.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
1: that worked out so well.
5: um, That's the easiest way for folks. What about the summer school? What if
1: they were already enrolled in the summer school and now they get this mask mandate and they're not comfortable with wearing a mask?
5: They really should wear the mask. Uh, and but if they're it's not, not comfortable... Uh, you
1: really should tape your mouth shut with duct tape. How about that? What should they do?
5: They should just let, make it known that they don't feel comfortable and at that point. Just... Yeah, how about
1: take your mask and stuff it? How about that? You know, it's amazing what can be done when you just say no. It's amazing what can be done when you just say no. For instance, for instance, people just said No to the Department of Homeland Security and their Disinformation Governance Board. Yeah, they they use the word disinformation like Stalin did. In 1923, he created a disinformation board. And anybody who spoke out any way against his policies, they were sent to re-education camps or they were murdered. DHS had announced the creation of the Disinformation Board in April to coordinate countering misinformation related to homeland security focused specifically on irregular migration in Russia. Bullcrap. They've changed their minds. We have uh, now had briefings on the relevant disinformation-related activities of the department. We are not ready, as of yet, to provide recommendations on the department's most effective approach to disinformation threats, including commitments to increase transparency and protect civil rights, civil liberties, and privacy. Nonsense. Gobbledygook. However, at this point, we have concluded that there is no need for a disinformation governance board. Although, I believe they said it was the most important thing we could do just a few months ago. Nina Jankowitz was named the disinformation secretary. She said, It's deeply disappointing that mischaracterizations of the board became a distraction from the department's vital work and, indeed, along with recent events globally and nationally, embodies why it's necessary. No, it doesn't. Not one little bit. She says, I maintain my commitment to building awareness of disinformation threats and the trust the department will do the same, she said. Well, it's, it's done. And you know what happened? We just said no. So if your uh, kid's school says they need uh, uh, mass this fall, I would tell them very politely to suck it. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And then, and then by the way, if your kids end up going to school, uh, you might end up with this. This is a uh, uh, teacher, I believe a third-grade teacher, with a new TikTok video. This is, uh, I believe, posted by, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the group, but uh, anyway... Um, uh, Libs of TikTok, here's a teacher, so you might be better off not sending your kids. Here it is.
10: I am an openly queer teacher. Now, I don't stand in front of my elementary t- students and be like, I like women, but I wear a bi-flag watch band, bi-flag bracelet. Who
1: doesn't have a bi-flag bracelet?
10: In my classroom, I keep a rainbow flag. It's got Mickey Mouse on it because I love Mickey. But it's got wow,
1: a- you're a child. You literally, you're a child.
10: Rainbow, my kids know what it means. This is me telling them I am a safe place to
1: talk. How about you tell the kids that two plus two equals four?
10: Without making a big deal out of being queer. Side note, I shaved the side of my head.
7: Love it!
1: Yeah, she's a child. Uh, She talks like a child. She's uh, been infantilized by society like AOC. She shouldn't be teaching children. Yeah, let's take a break, shall we? You are listening to the Rob Carson Show.
0: If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show.
1: So we just heard uh, heard the insane uh, teacher talking about how she uh, wears her buy whatever the hell bracelets and the rainbow flag and all that nonsense. <laughs> Uh, and then it, like in uh, in, uh, in Maryland. no, 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 in, uh, Columbia, Missouri, not too far from where I live I live in Columbia, there's a school there They have $10,000 grants so kids can come and wear the clothes Of the opposite gender and not tell their mom and dad about it And New York City public schools is set to lose 30,000 students by the fall They can't figure it out This is continuing a countrywide trend Of public school enrollment dropping precipitously I don't know why That's nuts that is not I mean, honestly, you have a deputy secretary of the HHS who's saying that. Uh, well, she's a it's trans transgendered person. I guess she's a transgendered person, and uh, and she became a woman of the year nominee after becoming a transgendered person, and uh, and then she's pushing that uh, you know unlimited uh, transition of uh, children to the opposite sex, starting very early. We have massive hemorrhaging of students, massive hemorrhaging. We're in a very dangerous place in the number of students that we, we are dropping, according to New York Mayor Dimwit Eric Adams. Uh, it says here that uh, public schools will see 28,100 uh, fewer students in the fall, uh, fall, followed by another 2,300 at the end of the school year. There you go. Of the 656 schools that submitted feedback on enrollment projections, over one third of them reported an expectation of fewer students than even the projections showed. And by the way, the Supreme Court has said that that uh, tax money can be spent to send uh, kids in public schools that are failing to private schools. Oh, and then this, listen to this. A a Planned Parenthood clinic could open in a Southern California high school if a local school board approves the deal. Norwalk-La Mirinda Unified School District's board will vote during its Monday meeting last night, I'll have to check on this, on allowing Planned Parenthood Los Angeles to open and operate a clinic at the John Glenn High School in Norwalk, according to the cable network. They need to fire every one of the uh, bastards on this this, uh, school board. Recall them just like they did in San Francisco. Did the same thing. Let's go to uh, Joe in Dundalk, Maryland. Hello there, Joe. What's on your mind today? Go ahead.
9: Hello, Rob. Um, I was giving some thought about this trip to uh, Biden book area to see the Crown Prince. I yes. think the reason my neighbor is trying to get the guy to buy
1: some of Hunter's pictures. You, you thought maybe he was trying to get him to buy some pictures, some <laughs> of yeah. Hunter's paintings. He should just yeah. trade them He should just trade them for art, man. His yeah. his paintings are worth a half a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> All okay. right, Joe. You you hanging in there, Joe? You hanging uh, in there? Oh yeah,
9: I right. heard the right way.
1: Yeah. How how are things looking in Maryland today with this uh, with this primary? Do you suppose?
9: Well, I go up to local high school, and I. Uh, I went about 11 o'clock, and I was the
1: only one in there voting. You went in there and voted. How were the crowds?
9: I was the only one voting. There, in there? There was three people outside handing out uh, things, and the one guy with the orange shirt on, I said, I'd be less than something I'd vote for. <laughs> All
1: right. All right, brother. Well, Joe, I appreciate your phone call, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling. In. Eh, I'm trying to think of what else I should cover before the show's over. Oh, this is uh, Ashish Jha. He is the uh, COVID czar. And, uh, you know, in the fall, the Democrats are going to get their uh, rear ends handed to them in the election. And Ashish Jha is saying we're going to have to have masks nationwide. No, I have
5: to say, I've been traveling again this week on airplanes, in airports. So few people wearing masks. And in New York City, where they have a 15% positivity rate, uh, the New York Times described it. Yes, at-
1: they're positive. They ain't going to wear stupid masks.
5: It's kind of a mask. Meh- reaction to this variant. So what do you do?
1: Yeah, so
9: first of all, I think it's really important to remind people of the science, the public health science. And the public health-
1: That changes all the time.
9: Science is very clear. If you're in a crowded indoor space, that's especially if it's poorly ventilated, uh, wearing a mask reduces your risk of infection and reduces your risk of spreading it. to. I'm
1: sorry, maybe, maybe things have changed. I just heard him say, blah, 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 blah. I didn't hear a damn word he said. Because honestly, it is falling upon deaf ears. And I'm not even deaf. We're just tired of the nonsense. And all you got to do is say no. And a whole lot of people are saying no. And we are turning things around. Just say no, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that uh, when Nancy Reagan was the uh, first lady? Yeah, totally different thing, but the sentiment is still the same. Let's take a break, come back, wrap things up in just a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. So not only is today breakfast Hispanic Day, which is Taco Tuesday, uh, according to Jill Biden, Joe Biden's anniversary when he said this
4: one year ago. Data shows that most of the price increases we've seen are were
1: expected. And, and are expected to be temporary. Okay, he said last year on this stage, one-year anniversary, guys, we should buy something, but it's too expensive. Uh, he said that uh, inflation would be transitory. Want to go stick around? Nobody's suggesting there's unchecked inflation on the way.
4: It's on highly unlikely that's going to be long-term inflation that's going to get out of hand.
1: I- okay, and we are now. Uh, one year later, and my utility bill, by the way, I found out on the air this morning, has doubled for a $443 electric bill. It used to be 220 last year. Guys, have a glorious day. Check out the podcast. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast to hear Dick Morris' amazing interview and the rest of the show. God bless you and your family and the unborn. And until tomorrow, whatever it takes, don't catch the stupid. See you then.